Hello and welcome to Dream Game Studios, a podcast in which me, Dan Offen, aka Mr. Big Jams, and Nomad get to know one of our guests and find out about their dream game. And this week, our guest, Nomad, is... So that was the sound of a giant wave because we've got Tsunami on the show this time around. A good friend of ours and uh, generally really nice guy with some very creative ideas. He's often streaming, um, obviously working in Dota as a host as well, and uh, just has a, a lot of creativity in a very interesting way. He he kind of brings mundanity to be fascinating um i don't know getting into this guy's mind um was quite the journey um so it's 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 a really good episode hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did yes he keeps all of that creativity in his beard and he's gonna pour it all out for us today with the dream game of tsunami Great. Um, okay, so to, let's kick off then. Uh, I'll, I'll do the intros and then we'll go. Uh, so, Tsunami, welcome to the Dream Game Studios. How are you doing today? Oh my god, you guys have amazing offices. It looks pristine in here. Uh, so many, so many IPs bubbling up to the surface, I'm sure, but I'm doing well. Uh, let's talk about you and your relationship to gaming a little bit, Neil. Uh, what was the first game you ever loved as a child when you started out in gaming? origin to my gaming was the nes era because i had mm -hmm. an older brother and he's seven years older than me and so i started primarily with multiplayer games i would play like the teenage mutant ninja turtle games mm -hmm. on the nes uh there was this other game called base wars which was like a cyberpunk baseball slash fighting game very <laughs> difficult to describe but it was formative in my initial gaming years but since I mainly played multiplayer, I never really considered it to be like a, a hobby or like a way of past time. It was more just a way for me to hang out with my brother and spend mm -hmm. time with him. Uh, I'd say the N64 era was whenever I started sinking my teeth into single player games. And so I guess like Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time were my first jump into that type of uh, way to spend time. And that mm -hmm. began snowballing until I completely shut out going out to the outside world and just became a gamer <laughs> and uh then pc gaming would probably be my when i f first started to become like a junkie to video games and so counter-strike 1.5 and 1.6 and probably eventually tf2 so fps's was i guess my main claim to fame i guess as a gamer but then i always had a soft spot for single player games but i mainly was primarily multiplayer early on what i love with this is like every person you talk to about their history in gaming and like uh, their past they always bring up just some random game which no one has ever heard of before <laughs> base wars. And, and every single time so what, what was the game you mentioned tsunami base wars uh base it was wars. for if you if anyone has ever played it they'd instantly recognize it just based off of the images but yeah it was a baseball game and every single time you would get on a base then you would have to play a fighting game to like confirm if you actually get the base or you're out. And so you would like upgrade parts of your body that would help you hit the ball harder. And then those parts of your body, because you were all robots, would also help you in the combat sequences. It's, uh, 
I don't think it's a genre that's ever been explored again, maybe no. for good reason, but I, I have extremely <laughs> fond memories of that game. I mean, I'm going to get R&D onto this and, uh, yeah, you know, see if there's anything we could dig up there for, uh, for use in the nice. future. That's for sure. Dream Games are always looking for uh, old relics to try and uh, rehash mm -hmm. and pretend. Yeah, I know. Remaster the uh, remaster in 2022. Who knows? I think <laughs> with uh, some ragdoll physics and like some ray tracing, it could look really good. Yeah, yeah. Add some microtransactions in there. You know, we yeah. could a show, baby. Let's go. Yeah, thank you. Already earning your money. Excellent. Mm -hmm. When you were growing up, Neil, were there any games that you were desperate to play, but your parents wouldn't get them for you, or that you kind of coveted for ages? I guess most of the PlayStation exclusives, we were always a Nintendo family. And so mm. I had NES, N64, GameCube, uh, and then at that point, like, I was old enough to buy my own systems, like, come the Wii era. Um, but any, like, so... The obvious answer would be GTA, but that was mainly because GTA was a PlayStation exclusive for a very, very long time. Um, and I'm probably sure that my parents wouldn't get it for me, but <laughs> yeah. I, I played GTA 3 on the computer, but I don't think Vice City or San Andreas got ported for like a couple of years no. after the PS2. And so I was always very jealous. I would go to my friend's place, uh, play Vice City for a long, long time, San Andreas for a long, long time. So our, our style of playing would be like we would alternate uh get the highest wanted level as quickly as possible and then try to survive for as long as possible and then once you get <laughs> wasted then you hand the controller back and we would just do that for hours on end <laughs> do you think that wanting is quite formative in your in your relationship with games i guess the question i'm following on for here is is the game that you want to design with us is that a gta style game or is it, are you along different lines, whatever genres that you think? Uh, I think it would have been a, a more later introduction to my gaming years. The mm -hmm. the ones that I've always desired since then have been, I mean, I, I that always like scratched an itch for me, the, the open world, uh, I guess, genre. But I think that has been fulfilled at this point. I think in 2007, it was so new and exciting that I, I like, I bemoaned the fact that there wasn't really that many open world games on the GameCube. I would scratch my itch with like Simpsons hit and run, which was a great game. I, I really oh, loved it, but was it wasn't banging. quite the same thing. And so, so many open world games, even like uh, one of the Jack and Daxter games was also like a GTA style game. And I was really jealous of all those open world games that were on the PlayStation. But then come later eras of gaming, every game's an open world game and mm -hmm. I don't really desire it quite as much anymore. <laughs> and I think that's, it, it's been saturated for me at this point. Yeah. When open world came out, it was so exciting. Just the idea of being able to wander around doing absolutely nothing mm -hmm. in a game world for some reason was all I ever wanted to do. <laughs> spent hours in Morrowind, just like I never completed Morrowind, but I probably spent like a hundred hours in it wandering around yeah, doing stuff. Yeah, I, I would I would imagine that you may be enticed by my first pitch then. Oh, well, go ahead. Okay, so are you familiar with the immersive sim genre? Mm-hmm. No. So uh, it's like Deus Ex style games where it's like, uh, I, I would say RPG elements, but the world is very reactive to the choices you make, uh, the way that you complete the objectives, and then I guess like the way that you spec your character. And... Uh, I am kind of recycling an idea that Warren Spector, who is the creator of Deus Ex, had uh, kind of mentioned one time when he was asked what his dream game was. But I guess uh, mine would be like a slightly downscaled version. So I can't claim that this is wholly original. You're, you're less ambitious than him. Exactly. <laughs> like I want his, but like less. Just right? I don't deserve all the good stuff. Uh, so he had the idea for... Well, I guess I'll say my version first, but it would be... Um, one apartment 
block or just like one apartment complex. So seven floors or something like that. And every single apartment has a handcrafted NPC in it. And the game would take place over a 24 hour cycle. And your objective, maybe I, I don't really know like what the story would be, but basically like there is a variety of objectives that you can complete and you can be like a normal person uh, or you can be like a very violent person or you just need to kind of find things around this apartment complex, talk to the other people, your neighbors, other people on other floors. And there's, you know, other subplots going on between neighbors that you can resolve or you can cause more conflict between. Uh, and then kind of, I, I don't know if either of you, did you play 12 minutes at all? It was like a I wanted to. That was one of those games that I saw coming out and be like, oh, this looks really good. And a load of people said, that was rubbish. Yep. <laughs> I never played it. <laughs> what's, what's the concept? It was promising. So uh, basically it's like a time loop game where uh, the main story is that like you, you wake up and someone is coming to kill you. Uh, you and your girlfriend are like in the apartment and if you, you can just like walk around the apartment, you can open up the fridge, you can talk to her, you can do all sorts of stuff, normal apartment stuff. And then like six minutes into the game, someone knocks on your door and then depending on what you did for the first six minutes, he'll kill you or he'll, you can like incapacitate him or like, there's a couple of different ways that it can okay. play out. And Sounds that part of the game is pretty good. Uh, yeah. the bad part of the game, I won't spoil it, but like the ending goes off like a really weird and kind of like I, it didn't need to go there and then it went there and then everyone was like oh why did that need to happen how old is um, this game 12 minutes how how old is it oh it's, it's like uh this old <laughs> sort of it literally time. just came out uh it came out like a year and a half ago it, it was 2021 okay. i think okay okay right, right right it's quite recent but i i i had just also like played death loop and so and um mm. the forgotten mm. city and so i was really big on this time loop thing because i was like oh my god this is so much fun yeah. uh and and like i don't know the groundhog day type movies so that's another reason why in my game i would like to have a 24-hour clock but a lot of replayability within those 24 hours so it's not mm -hmm. like one run you have to do everything in the 24 hours it's just like one 24-hour sequence you can do one line and then you can just uh branch yeah. out however many times you mm -hmm. want well already like straight off the bat i feel like a lot of our developers here at dream game studios could uh relate to this idea because obviously we're in a big block of uh you know studios um you know and they, they don't leave you know they're here mm -hmm. for the passion of it right they they, they they sleep here in our uh in our employee uh compartments um mm. you know which are lovely lovely um uh two meter by one meter blocks which they uh they, they love spending their time in there and all day me and nomad wander around and bother them either with violence or with uh oh i mean you gotta have the motivation all day it depends on their mood changing it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I relate to this game already, so you're you're on a good start, and I think we could, uh, yeah, we could draw a lot of influence from our day-to-day -day lives in this already. Great stuff. Yeah, but so Warren Spector's version was a whole uh, block, so I, I think he would have even, like, a grocery store and, like, a laundry place, like, downstairs, and so, like, it was an entire city block that would be painstakingly rendered, and I don't really know if he also had, like, a time loop uh, thing to it, or it's just, like, you maybe like one primary story, but uh, slightly less ambitious than that. But I can't claim for it to be a, a wholly original idea. Well, 
So what sort of style are you looking for here? Is it going to be a first-person shooter in your mind? or I, I First-person, and then first I guess there shooter. could be guns. There could be some shooting. I would I would definitely have one, uh, like, gun nut armor, uh, like, armory kind of guy who you can break into his apartment and take weapons and something like that, and maybe you can use it to intimidate other NPCs or actually kill them. Maybe the cops can come. Um, but first-person is my main... Uh, it's how I envisioned it. I don't really... I think um, I know. I know doing third person in in a claustrophobic environments, the camera gets really wonky. I don't know if you guys. I'm sure being seasoned game developers, you would know, but like the science between doorways in third person games is uh, actually quite quite delicate. If you look at a normal third person game and you walk through a doorway, it is huge compared to characters. Whereas if you just are a normal person walking through your door, like there's not like several feet on either side but you have to do that in video games because otherwise it's really hard to get people to go through narrow spots so i don't think third person would be amenable to this style of game mm. you mm. could do like a top-down point and click style. you could like i, I um, also thought like a disco elysium isometric yeah. type thing yeah but i think doing it in first person an immersive sim works well in first person if exactly. you're living that sort of life then i i wanted to ask as well as the um first person do you want to be able to see your legs or not oh is that of course you being able to see your legs yes because i like i'm saying it's like a life sim kind of thing and so you need to sit on a toilet at some point mm-hmm. and if you can't do oh, you, that you need to All you right. need to i it's the two <laughs> things you have to include a dog has to be able to be pet and you have to be able to go to the bathroom those are the yeah. two hard requirements that i'm requiring uh but then yes if you can see your legs i also want you to be able to shoot yourself in the foot literally oh great great yeah, yeah that that works i like that because you can often aim at your foot and then you fire and nothing happens exactly. and you're just like well well, I, my immersion is ruined. I haven't shot myself in the foot. What's the point? If uh, um, also, if there's a if there's a fire, you need to be able to step on the fire, and the fire needs to be able to damage you. Hard, hard, right. hard. It's a deal breaker. Going back to the toilet thing, you know, do you think it could be like a I don't know the main quest or a side quest to like take a are, are you every single that toilet? Go to the toilet is the main quest of <laughs> yeah, in every single apartment. You know, one by Your one. Your main character is constipated. You, yeah, that's the primary. I need to conceit. find the toilet, which is going to allow me the sweet release. <laughs> I want to ask about the setting as well. Is this a modern day kind of setting, or yes, I would I would say I uh, I would want it to be modern because I think cell phones would be kind of important to to utilize in this thing. Um, and I don't I'm not too enthusiastic about going all dystopian cyberpunk uh, into the future about it yeah. because then it's been done. It has been done, and I, I mean, like, that's kind of what Deus Ex is in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think uh, there's not enough slice-of-life modern-time games in general, I think. Anything that's set mm. in modern times is usually a warfare-type game or, I guess, like a sports game. I don't or really like see... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly, or, like, Sims. But, like, I think, like, a, like some JRPG, you know, like, Atlee or RZA-type thing where it's just, like, you know, you're just... A, a normal person going through life, you've like run a shop or a farm or something like that. I don't really see that in non-fantasy settings. And so I think uh, it would be a nice genre to uh, explore is just modern times. Now, Mike, do, do you mind if I offer up some, uh, it's, some, some criticisms? It's a collaborative some concerns, experience I said, here. I, okay. um, we, we would have here at the studios. Um, you know, we, we're here to sell games, you know what I mean? You know, you know that, we, and we do it very, very well. well uh mostly um now 
I would worry about the sellability of a game where it's just in modern day. You're in a part. You know what? What's what's the hook here? What is what is what is the selling point? What's the pizzazz? You know, uh, we've got a very talented advertisement team, but you know, you need to give the mouse some cheese, my friend. I would say that if there is other people chomping at the bit for, you know, I. I a modern like, i mean can you come up with any examples of a of a 2000 era game that does not have combat sequences as its main gimmick no well like yeah like some of the outer worlds which did very well or, or disco elysium which of course did very well uh disco felt like more like a 70s style game mm, yeah that's true yeah well 70s fantasy i suppose 70s well. fantasy right like a parallel history kind of thing uh yeah. and then what was the other one that you said uh outer worlds Outer Worlds, I thought that was like a puzzle, like with like gravity and space and yeah. stuff like that. Well, like I bounced off the flying around, I couldn't, yeah, I'm too <laughs> confused. <laughs> Another game that has a time loop element to it. Yeah, exactly, that's kind of what I was thinking of it. Seems quite detached from what Tsunami's suggesting, though, but uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word. Uh, sometimes the, uh, the, the true niche is right in front of us all along, yeah, it's, 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 where, it's where we are right now. Interesting, interesting. I want to talk about AI because what you're kind of describing sounds like what I imagined Oblivion was going to be like when Oblivion mm -hmm. for, for some background is the game I got most excited about when I was a kid. Uh, I remember reading every preview about it, uh, waiting for the pre-order to come and just being out of my mind. And the reason for that was the idea of the radiant AI where people mm -hmm. wander around and they eat cheese and you have a schedule. Are you imagining something like that or more sophisticated? Like what that was promised to be is that your dream for the people walking around the apartment? I think Radiant was also, uh, they didn't really explicitly say it, but I think they leaned kind of on procedural generation. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we'll give like some guidelines of what the NPCs like, at this time, you need to go to sleep. So just wherever you are in the world, go to bed. But then otherwise, <laughs> I think it's just like, uh, they have various tasks that they want to complete. But I want kind of like every 20, like every hour to have something uh, handcrafted for every NPC. All right, and so okay. much more... Uh, hard coding as opposed to procedural generation for for this AI. But similarly, I was very hype about Fable for uh, another very close to you. Like I remember Peter Molyneux being all like, dude, you can like cut the tree with a sword and then you'll come back years later and the, the, scar, the scar will still be there on the tree, but it'll be higher because the tree got older. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And then I learned <laughs> that, you know, he just kind of says stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of them do. But not us. We we to our word. You know, when we say something, it's gonna happen. It's be in the game. You know, when we uh, announced Action Man Dress Up Simulator 15. Oh, that was you that, guys. That was I know. That's what I mean. You know, oh. all these titles which you hear about, you play every day. You don't realize it's us behind the magic. So uh, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, mm. when we said that you were gonna be able to handcraft his chiseled abs. You know, you can go up to an 18 pack on that game. We said it, and then we delivered, as we always do. I, I mean, but you was it was like 16, and then you guys added the DLC, which I was a little bit burned by. But I mean, I respect it. Uh, please refer to the uh, NDA um, about complaining about our games. Otherwise, uh, we'll have security uh, call you out. <laughs> Thank you. So on those AI structures, so what you're talking about here is effectively writing a, a script of about a million pages long, because what you seem to want is if you break someone's routine, they go into a new scripted routine. So presumably every character, how many how many characters do you envisage there being in this apartment block? Um, I, I would be satisfied with like a minimum of 20. 
All right. So maybe like because we're not dealing with satisfaction here, we're dealing with dreams. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, I I would be I mean because I also think that it would be overwhelming to have like a hundred just as a Mm. player. I mean, not even forget the developer aspect. I don't care about you guys, but I'm saying (laughs) for the player, I I also don't like games that. I, I think you know, the whole wide as an ocean, but like deep as a puddle type of thing would be a fear for a lot of people who would look at this game. And so I think it would be much more uh, digestible if it's just like 20 play, uh, twenty NPCs, maybe like four floors, five apartments mm-hmm. per floor kind of thing. Uh, and then, I don't know, like staff, which maybe don't need to be as tightly scripted. But uh, nothing... I, I, I would say like the, the ideal length for one 24-hour loop would be like six hours of gameplay and then there would be like four very well fleshed out loops that would be like 24 hours total and then if you want to be like completionist maybe like 50 hours okay that's uh that's a respectable aim you know 50 mm-hmm. hours of gameplay i feel I feel like that's because a lot of guys are like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna run like you know 120 hours of game yeah. time you know and <laughs> then you just like by by hour like 15 you're like man this is this is repaired of you know they're really making me work for every single like silver coin whichever i have which i have yeah to i i remember there, right? uh dying light 2 made a tweet before they released where it's like it'll take eight hour 800 hours to fully complete this game as if it was like a flex to be all like <laughs> look how much content we have and everyone ratioed them they're like dude no one wants that much gameplay <laughs> So let's let's draw down to the gameplay here, because what you've described is quite an overarching idea of like there's gonna be people wandering around doing their stuff and you can mess with them. But what are you as the player doing on on a minute by minute basis? Are you walking around, you is it mainly talking to people or uh, I would you... say uh talking to people is probably like maybe forty percent and then I would say traversal and like I, I, I would want you to be able to be like one of my favorite things about Davis Sex is just like, oh okay, you need to infiltrate this complex and you can do it through the vent if you have a power that lets you punch through walls you can do that you can just talk to the guy if you have if you talk to someone else earlier maybe you got an id that helps you talk to the guy even easier uh maybe you can just invis through some laser walls or something like that and so that kind of uh flexibility is something that always very much appealed to me and so i i don't know if there's like 20 ways that you could break into someone's apartment but like maybe (laughs) uh I, I I wouldn't want the overwhelming majority of the gameplay to be talking because I did play Disco Elysium and I respected Disco Elysium, but <laughs> I like more gameplay in my games. Mm. And that was just kind of like an interactive choose your own adventure book, which I mean, it was a very yeah. well written book. But like at some points I was just like, I wish I could just shoot someone. In, other, in terms of other games you've played like this, so the other immersive sims I can think of are kind of Dishonored and the, yeah. as the other most recent Deus Exes. Are there elements of those that you don't enjoy that you could want to avoid in, in a game like this? Um, for Dishonored 2, one reason why I did not finish it is because there was a, a little too much RNG in that game with the bone charms, and that immensely frustrated me because I play most of my stealth games uh fully non-lethal fully undetected so i think in dishonored they call it ghost for being undetected and clean hands is not getting any lethal kills and one of the upgrades for emily uh with her far reach thing was it's like a tentacle and you can like pull people back with it uh but it's loud unless you get a bone charm and the bone charms are completely random throughout every single playthrough (laughs) and so i just never got the stealth 
bone charm that lets you pull people without making noise. And I really yeah. wanted to play like that. And the game just wouldn't let me until I like 80% through the game. And I'm just like, I can't take this anymore. Because I knew it existed because I saw people doing it. And I think in like the pre-release footage, they even showed it, but I just never got to do it. And so RNG is definitely one thing that immensely frustrated me in that. I don't know if it's as much in other immersive sims. I'm trying to think. Whatever the case, I, I think like uh, I I would want everything to be very scripted again. So like you can have a, like maybe like a skill tree or something like that, uh, and maybe there's like some experience uh, that you could earn. I haven't fully thought about those aspects. Let, but... Let's really think about that because that's an interesting okay, sure. thing. Because the pitch for this game, essentially, from what I understand, is that you're just a guy. Uh, who wakes up and we'll probably go into the story why you're waking up and what you're doing in a moment but if you're just a guy what skill tree are you hoping to develop here making macaroni Mm. mine would be fully maxed out on making macaroni and nothing else i mean maybe maybe you there is like a character creation thing and uh that can like change how certain aspects play out because like your starting stats like if you are a chef and then you want to make someone, they're like, man, I, I, I make someone a cake as a favor. And they're like, dude, you made me a cake? Have this gun. <laughs> That's normal or, interactions with, uh, with, with yeah, my flatmates. I, I mean, I live in America. That had an everyday occurrence for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or maybe like you're a strong computer science background or something like that. And like you can hack into the, the apartment uh, Ethernet or network or whatever. So I I think maybe some character creation aspects could influence how the game is played out. I would like that. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for equipment as well? The, like oh yeah, app? there's definitely an inventory. Mm-hmm. I, I would think oh. like being able to find like lockpicks or being able to find like uh, mundane objects. I think is something that is always enjoyed. I've always enjoyed. I know for Dead Rising, I uh, the first Dead Rising, just being able to like pick up like a chair and be able to use it as a weapon. And there was handcrafted animations for a chair. I was just like, whoa, why would someone go through the trouble of doing this? Like, no one would ever pick up the weapon normally because they're just way more appealing weapons. But the fact that they went through the trouble of it, uh, I was like always enthralled by that. So the more mundane things that you can put in your inventory, even if they have like no bearing whatsoever on your completion of objectives, I would love to have that. But from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like you want like stat items, like a shirt that's like plus two. Count. No, yeah, no, uh, no buffs or anything like that. It's purely to like solve puzzles or complete mm. objectives. Any any thoughts from you on gameplay or, or skill trees, Nomad? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still interested in like what kind of skill trees you'd even go down as like a just a person living 24 hours. How how much skill can you really gain in 24 yeah. it hours? It takes 10,000 hours to mm, yeah. <laughs> to ma- to get a mastery you'd have to play for a really long time but uh you know you wouldn't I, even I, be able to uh complete uh, dying like two in like several places exactly. you know? <laughs> I know for <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 one thing that a lot of people were salty about in addition to the other million things that people were salty about was the opening I guess jobs that you could choose cuz you could be like a corpo I think one of them was called Nomad. Wasn't one of them called Nomad? Oh, yeah, one of them was me. Yeah, yeah I yeah. realized that, unfortunately. <laughs> and I forgot what the third one was. Uh, but, like, Street they only rat. changed... What, what, what was it? Street Rat. Uh, Street, Street rat. rat, that's right. Yeah, and so they only changed, like, the first two hours of the game. And then yeah. everything else was, <laughs> it was the just exact same. Mission. It's like, all right. And then occasionally later on, they'd just be like, you know, just be like, blah, 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 blah. And as a Nomad, you know that. Yeah, and then exactly. just continue on with like the baseline conversation, which changes nothing. You just say, oh, right, all right. You know, maybe a gate, through a gate without having to kill everyone beforehand, like every one in 20 times. Yeah, so, I mean, my personal bugbear, actually, um, just to touch on quickly, with these kinds of games is 
how for some reason and this i guess this does make sense but game developers seem to believe that everybody does everything by themselves and that no one has any friends or family and you know that that, that was something which yeah like that that kind of makes sense from a game developer point of view but also in real life you know you walk down the street there's people together there's families very rarely are people actually alone maybe not very rarely but like you know 50 50 people alone versus people in groups you know couples families friends whatever and yet you know that was something which cyberpunk i remember they they went on about oh yeah we're gonna change that you know we're gonna we're gonna have they're gonna be groups of people you know it's gonna feel like a fully fleshed out interactive city game releases and again it's just a bunch of like loners and the (laughs) same thing carries through into the game as well you know like you go to meet someone they're just on their own you're talking to one person you know Mm -hmm. and except for cutscenes and like you know the the important parts it's always just one-on-one conversation every time and i find that so so dull and like unimmersive in games so would would you break you know would there be multiple people in in an apartment would everybody just live alone like they seem to do in every other game i i didn't think about it but that's a great point and i know uh some games that i've played recently i played um one of the i don't know if you guys are familiar with judgment or lost judgment it was like the yakuza spin-off games Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah and so uh one of them i played recently had a really interesting mother-daughter relationship uh where like you, you visit this one family, your, your main character is a detective and you visit this one family and the mother is like suspected of, uh, being a part of a crime, but she has like, it was like years and years ago. This isn't really a spoiler. So don't worry if you haven't played the game, but, uh, it, she like was suspected of something that had happened like years and years ago. Uh, and, um, and now she has like this normal family with like a husband and like a, a daughter, or, like a very young uh, grade school daughter. And the main characters like kind of conflicted because they're like, I mean, does it really matter anymore? Like she has like a nice life and like I wouldn't really want to throw this daughter's life into disarray because of something that her mother did like 30 years ago or something like that. And that was like one of the very memorable missions in that or story uh, plot points in that game. And so I think having families uh in in the game would be a nice addition for sure messes the puzzles as well because a lot of the time in social puzzles you're working about how will this one person react Mm -hmm. but if you manage to get four people together then you're thinking about how they those reactions cascade off each other which is like quite an interesting one um i wanted to drill down as well into we just to circle back we talked about origin stories there in cyberpunk and you talk about character creation uh could you think of some origin stories for this this character what origin stories do you want there we've already got chef we got uh, chef we got uh, computer scientists I, I i like again uh leaning on the mundane and so maybe you're just like a janitor or something like that and maybe uh, that's why you're good at lock cleaning yeah and yeah and you can offer to like clean someone's apartment or something like that and get in that way uh and so yeah very just like generic nothing like high level like you're a hitman you're a secret assassin or right, something yeah. like that <laughs> I love the idea that, like, you know, you're a janitor and you just offer to clean someone's apartment. Like, well, I do it anyway. That actually reminds this me of one's a really on the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so my my grandma, um, you know, she uh, she's before she passed away now, but uh, on my on my Indian side, she was a lovely, lovely lady. But uh, you know, she really stopped giving a shit at some point. Like, absolutely stopped giving a shit at some point. Um, you know, as as sometimes uh, grandparents do. And I remember one time specifically, my cousin was visiting over from America and uh, he brought his friend over with him. Uh, I think his name was Neil as well, interestingly. Um, and Neil was uh, was a nurse and he was a super nice guy, you know, just very, very chill. And uh, just traveling London, you know, enjoying meeting all our family and everything. So he was really good friends with my cousin. 
and uh, we went to meet my grandma and uh you know we're like introducing him and we're saying oh this is neil you know he's yagnish's friend he's over from america you know really excited to meet you uh he's a nurse and uh, she goes oh oh and then she pulls off her sock and goes uh could you clip my toenails for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> granny no <laughs> uh, i i feel i mean it, it's not that uh that Plain, but anytime I like tell someone that I have like a tech background, that they're, they're like, "Oh, dude, my router's been acting up. Like, can you fix my like Wi-Fi or something like that?" I'm like, "No, dude, no." <laughs> Thanks, your. Would shit. you want your own background in this game? So, because you're you're a paint scientist, aren't you? Ooh. Would you want one of the options to be paint scientist, and then you can just make yourself and live your own little life. Um, I think for me specifically, it would not it would not fulfill the escapism very much. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of need to get to away fair, from that. Like so far, you're talking about a mundane life in an apartment block. Where... True, but it's someone else's mundane life. Ah, right, right, perfect. It's an escapism. escapism, just to uh, from a different fire into another fire. <laughs> I'm not too aspirational here. Just make me the make me the chef. You know, it doesn't even need to be like a Michelin star restaurant or whatever. I can be at the basement yeah. of a hotel. McDonald's, easy. Yeah. <laughs> Specky teenager. Let's roll into the story then, because I, I mean, the game sounds great so far, but in terms of Hook, effectively what we've got is a guy wakes up in an apartment and you can mess around in the apartment. Is there any... What's the pretext that we're given here at the start of the game? I guess here we can add some stakes to contrast with the mundanity of it all. So, like, maybe, maybe the apartment is experiencing some world-ending thing, uh, mm. and, like, you have... The, the events that you set into place have like a butterfly effect to perhaps save everyone or some people kind of like life is strange because i know life is strange uh like it had some supernatural elements to it uh aside from like the fact that your main character had time rewinding powers but like mm. even uh, like the yeah, aside from the time travel i had some right, aside from that it was a very normal game <laughs> right, normal superpower everyone's got a bit of that right yeah uh, but like it did have like a, the apocalyptic threat looming over yeah. like the entire course of the game. And so I think something similar to that would be uh, a pretty good motivation. Maybe it could, it doesn't have to be like world ending, but it could be like something like, yeah, if, if the apartment block is the life, then I feel like, you know, I, I always love it when it's just like, you know, it, it's threatening the apartment block, but you know, you at first you're like, well, why do I really care? You know, it's just the part, but then you get to know the people in there and you're like, yeah. shit, you know, I, I don't want this apartment block to be blown up, you know, or being mm -hmm. collapsed or, or, or like one of the one of the outcomes could be like a very like selfish type thing because like maybe you have your own family in this game like we were talking about familial mm. relationships maybe you're a father or something and so like maybe you have the choice to just save your family or maybe you have to sacrifice your family to save other people or maybe like the good good ending you get to save everyone so i i do think that like a, a looming threat of something extremely dire happening to you or your surroundings would be a nice uh, impetus so does everyone in the apartment block know that the world is ending, or does just your character know that the Maybe world? a few. Maybe there's like a conspiracy theorist uh, tenant mm. or something like that, and he's like, dude, I no, knew! I, finally <laughs> someone talks to me about this! Birds are turning the frogs gay! Now they're blowing yeah. up our apartments! They're coming for our kids! <laughs> Although at the same time, it would be kind of cool if it's like a, a last day on Earth type of thing, and everyone is just like going about their life because they're like, well, it's the last day, you know? Uh, everyone in the entire apartment complex is aware of it, or maybe that could be like, you know, the, the new game plus is everyone's <laughs> like oh shit man we're gonna die what's happening it would just be a yeah. lot of people having sex if yeah, we're honest exactly. if, it would be a very different game it would be, be walking to, oh another yeah, orgy in this room a lot of party rooms and uh <laughs> change the objects that you can pick up they're all slippery um <laughs> yeah. why is there cocaine everywhere <laughs> 
Let's, st let's stick down in some of those characters then. Have you, got, have you thought of any particular people that you think would be interesting to live in the apartment building? Uh, the ones that we've mentioned already, I'm pretty on board with. I like this conspiracy <laughs> theorist guy. I like the, the mother-daughter family type thing. Um, I, we should definitely have like one gamer type character is extremely shut in who will not open his door under any circumstances <laughs> to associate with anybody. Uh, yelling every now and again. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe the staff could be like a, a more, uh, maybe like, I don't know, the, the, uh, receptionist lives there or something. Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, nothing comes to mind but i'm open to suggestions we had a what gun nut like, i think um, oh yeah gun nut that's right one yeah, guy yeah the gun nut as well the armory um mm -hmm. what, what about any like matchmaking type situations side quests or things where you know mm -hmm. you mean like a there's, there's a girl and she's like you know seems lonely and then you know you get the gamer and you make sure he goes nowhere near her because that's obviously an accident way to happen you find someone way more suitable on the floor <laughs> right. above and match them together and that'd be nice I, I would I would like maybe like one like potential romantic interest where you think it's supposed to be for you, but you're actually supposed to matchmake her with another character. And then you could have like some sort of incel detection where if you kill the other character and like, you know, write a bunch of love notes to her, then, you know, we'll just flag your computer to the uh, to the local authorities to be like, look, this guy's pretty unstable. Ooh. <laughs> Track his history. Just saying. From what you're saying, though, it sounds like you want pretty basic people. You're not really interested in like some occultists yeah. or it would uh, be the small percentage, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe like 10% could be like really like, whoa, these are very wacky, wacky dudes. Yeah, like some outlandish yeah. characters. But otherwise, I think the majority <laughs> Ten, ten, in my experience in apartment blocks, ten percent for being absolute insane nutcases is very low. So that's, that's actually mm. that's not very a very utopian. realistic game. <laughs> you probably want some like busybody neighbor who's like obsessed oh, with yeah. various like things in the apartment and mm. like keys and people leaving doors open and mm. all of this stuff. Like you the neighborhood watch type. Yeah, I like so that. Always a lot. get notes through your doors. Like, mm. do you mind uh, you mm. know brushing your feet before you enter the apartment, please? Somebody really wants a tree cut down or something. Yeah. I mean, that, I can see that happening whilst the world is ending as well, and then someone's still like, and by the way, you know, could you uh, mind with like brushing your bag against the door when you come in? And I mean, uh, your, around your laundry was like still in there after your appointment, your window ended. I mean, you need to put it in the dryer. I don't care if the world is exploding. Yeah. I know the world's ending, but let's not become savages, you know? Mm. <laughs> that could be a good like achievement run through if you can complete the whole game without annoying the Ooh. bad neighbor. <laughs> like, like you close that. all the doors really quietly, you pick up all <laughs> the rubbish. So the world's safe, but also they're like happy with their environment as well. I like that. Are there any particular game stories that you've played that you've, have really stuck with you? Uh, in this genre or just in general? I guess in general, but in the, the genre as well, if there's any particular ones. I, I think uh, The Forgotten City, If uh, have either of you played it? I've started it, but it was one of those ones where I got to like the beginning of the quest and then like, now go and do anything. I was like, yeah. oh, I can't be bothered. I've got things to do. Uh, and I, I do mean to go back to it. I, I highly recommend it. I, 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 I thought that it would, because uh, the origin of that game is actually, it started out as a Skyrim mod. Mm. And uh, the dude's story behind making it is like pretty interesting because he was like a, a pretty well-established lawyer, I think in Australia. Uh, and he was just doing this as like a passion project uh, as the Skyrim thing. And then he was like, I really like game development. And so he quit his job. Uh, he like mortgaged his house and he like made his own studio to make this game. And it's it feels like a Skyrim mod, so it's not like super polished or anything. But the fact that it was like one dude's idea and uh, like the story is, I it was, uh, I, I liked... I like the various endings and they all felt very satisfying 
And so I, I think that that was like uh, a game in this genre that I was just like, that was a really satisfying experience for how kind of uh, indie the whole game feels. Mm-hmm. That was somewhat more fantastical than this. I remember some of the yeah. characters, there's definitely more of a sense of, well, obviously, because it's an underground secret city. That, Correct, yes. Full of magic, uh, but certainly a, a degree. Are there any kind of real life stories in games that, you, you've, that have really stuck with you that feel closer to this? No, actually, I don't. I don't know why I I have this uh, this scratch that or itch that needs to be scratched. Quite sure. I I don't because know because it doesn't exist. Like maybe stuff like heavy rain or Fahrenheit could have were almost like this idea, but then Fahrenheit had a load of magic in it, didn't it? Yeah, and, and I think uh, heavy rain did as well. Heavy rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls had the the magic. Heavy rain was pretty grounded. It was just kind of futuristic because like one of your dudes had like VR glasses and he would like take drugs to like live in the VR world or something like that. I don't really remember the details, mm. but uh, it was, it was like not so distant future. Uh, it was actually, I think heavy rain is like a pretty close uh, analog to like the type of setting that I would try to hit, except instead of doing yeah. like a murder mystery, which is, I feel pretty generic as a, mm. as a setting in like all types of mediums, like television, film and video games. Uh, but otherwise I, I, I kind of like the direction that you're going with that. I definitely have like a ton of different experiences from, uh, you know, living in apartments, which could uh, inspire like, yeah. uh, I mean, we had a, we had a couple in our apartment who had a baby and uh, they just decided that, uh, oh, you know what? There's a pretty clean shot down to the uh, large, you know, group um, waste bins, uh, which is supposed to put your black, black bin bags in from our, from our balcony. We're just going to throw the diapers in from here. Easy peasy. Ugh. Job sorted. How many floors was this? Um, this was on the, it was only on the first floor, but, uh, right, so it's not like dropping 50 meters. uh, No, no. But you know, you still miss like one in one in, I don't know, like (laughs) five diapers, I guess. I, it, was, it, was, it was grim, dude. It's it not a good really ratio. Grim. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, no ratio is a good ratio for that. <laughs> if you're not 100%, don't do it. Like, <laughs> one missed mm. diaper is, is too many, many missed diapers. Talking about uh, diapers, I, looking back, I think one of the key selling points of this game, because you're always looking for like a mechanic when you're making a game in social media that's going to ignite people. Sure. Yeah. Like, the one for Cyberpunk was that you can customize your penis, basically. That was the <laughs> thing that everyone talking. Everyone wanted to customize that. I imagine you've got penis customization. Of course. Um, More than two. We're actually. adding it either way. There's no choice here. There's no um, but the thing you mentioned was the going to the toilet thing. Uh, how do you see this working? Is it kind of like a meter? And if you don't, then. You begin to... No, I think it's an optional thing. I wouldn't. All I wouldn't right. want to pressure the the player into having to fulfill needs like hunger and you know it's not not quite the Sims aspect of it, okay. more like an Easter egg kind of thing. Okay. And then yes, maybe you can maybe you can use you the have. the the toilet in someone else's apartment, and that sets a whole chain reaction off. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, who shit in my toilet? Do you not enjoy need fulfillment? If you not are you not a rust person or? Oh my god, types? I hate resource management. I hate crafting. I hate being able to I, all that stuff that like feels like busy work. I despise in games, and so I try to avoid right. it like the plague. Do not go into the Steam new releases section, my oh friend. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> Have a I bad know, time. Dude. Are there any other mechanics you'd want in there? Any kind of little things that you think might set off a social media 
uh, storm. I, I think the dog petting one would be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of people, I mean, have you, you, are you familiar with the Can You Pet the Dog Twitter account? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, they have bullied developers into forcing petting animals. I know Ghost of Tsushima like specifically added them and we're like, look, you can pet the fox. You can't pet the dog, but you can pet the fox. <laughs> and so I think that, that could be like one, one thing that people would get hype about. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think about what else caused fervors in social media that we could channel. What's trending Normally, at the like, moment? That might be a good idea to check. Mm. See if there's anything we can piggyback off. Doing something like quite, it's almost normally doing something quite main, mundane or, or, but you just don't normally do. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe we can have like a celebrity cameo. You know, Norman Reedus, mm. we get, we call up Kojima and say, Yeah. What celebrity would you want to cameo in this game? Ooh, that's a good question. Because we can, we've got a big budget. We can afford anyone. True. Right? <laughs> yeah, we really can. Uh, I mean, Keanu Reeves is only locked for cyberpunk so we can't have him what else does the internet love what other people well, are let's doing? focus on what you love this is a, if, if, if one person's gonna buy this yeah. game it's you so i mean i guess uh i guess it, going in the vein of this being like a love letter to all things gaming then like probably like a gabe newell type character <laughs> <laughs> just get would, gabe newell himself to why, would he be, why would he be maybe he's the knife one. guy he has a bunch yeah. of knives in his apartment <laughs> <laughs> He's living in this tiny apartment for some reason. And it would would it actually would it be a character inspired by Gabe Newell or would Gabe Newell play himself? It's just literally Gabe Newell playing himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Tom Cruise's birthday today, Twitter tells me. So, uh, you know, we can always Tom have him Cruise. in there trying to like recruit you to Scientology. Uh, that could be pretty. That could be a nice twist. Doing his own stunts. Doing his own stunts. <laughs> he just jumps out the window at some point. Check this out. <laughs> I can clear the whole window frame without having to crouch because I'm so small. Have you got any thoughts on graphical style? Are you looking for ultra realistic here, or yeah, no, I don't. I don't think uh, as much as I do enjoy how well stylized games age, and photorealistic games usually don't age particularly well. I, I can't really, I actually, I don't know. I didn't put too much thought into that aspect. I, I would be okay. Uh, did any of you guys ever play 13? Uh, the first person shooter X I I I. Oh and yeah. Yeah. They, they, um, yeah. I just call it X I I I. I never quite <laughs> for some reason made the connection that is called 13. Wait, what are you serious? Are you being sarcastic? I genuinely think in my mind, I just think of it as X I I I. I, I, know, I understand Roman numerals, but that's just. <laughs> Yeah, but the, the dude's name was 13, though. I've not played it. I've not played oh, it. I just see yeah. it and go, oh, yeah, that casting game X. I, I, I. <laughs> of course, it's 13. Yeah, that was like the only first person game that I can think of that had like a cell shaded aesthetic. Um, but I'm not I'm not necessarily sold on it having to be one or another. I could I could be satisfied with uh, like the only thing I wouldn't want is like a um, return of Obra Dinn type thing, because mm -hmm. like that the, the visual style legitimately turned me off from the game I was, and i think that's like part of it is that like you can't really see what the hell is going on and that's what makes the puzzles hard to solve but man fuck that mechanic okay i just <laughs> able to see what's happening quite similar to this game and but obviously it's static to an extent yeah. yeah yeah it's like black and white um like kind of pinpoint shading mm -hmm. um style of, of like kind of pixel style yeah, it's literally like someone did Very connect the dots and like made that the graphics and i was just like i can't, i have no idea what's happening <laughs> it's a good game though to be fair it is a good once game. you get past that uh i i was rubbish at it but um it is good that's just it sounds like a good game and any further questions from you nomad before, before we begin to wrap up um yeah very important one um how would the mirrors work in your game Oh, same thing as the toilet. It has to be fully rendered. I, I also don't want you to have like a weird walk animation in third person. 
Um, okay. Although I, I guess uh, because character creation is an aspect to it, and uh, I don't know, I, I like I, you should be able to like change your clothes. Maybe you can like dress up as someone else, like Hitman style, and like mm. impersonate things. Uh, I'd be down for that. And so I think mirrors would be quite important to you know okay. fully realize who you are in this mundane world. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you need to reflect on your own mundanity. Costumes would be a really important uh, mechanic as well, for because if you can really nail how people react to you and, and the yeah. AI of that, and that's that would be a big Twitter thing. I, I do love whenever uh, whenever games like uh, the first of all, like the meme of like seeing your custom character in cinematics. I love that meme, and then <laughs> I love whenever characters recognize the like the things that you're wearing, uh, which is a very immersive thing, an immersive sim mm -hmm. thing to do. Is just like. Why are you like in disco? Like, if you walk around talking to people not wearing pants, they will comment yeah. on it. <laughs> Sometimes not talk to you. Yeah. Because that's what you want. Out, that's what you want out of an immersive sim for when. Because the problem with games quite a lot of the time is they can feel very immersive and very real. Uh, but then you can be like a character jumping around all over the place and like yeah. crouching, and people will just act like that's a normal thing. You mm -hmm. always want to play a game where if you do something insane that someone wouldn't do in a game, then that yeah. has an impact on the, on the rest of the game. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I like it when you're playing a game and they do add that reaction where they're like, you know, if you, for example, run in and start like kicking shit up and bouncing around all over the place off the walls and the character going, oh my god, what's he doing? Yeah. Ah, oh my god. And then you talk to them and just like, hi, I'm Jane. And you're just like, oh, yeah. you, you had to change a tune? <laughs> like, that's I, always I, a, a real breaker for me. I'm just like, all right, well. The, the first, the, the most recent one that I experienced that was similar to that, which quite a few games do it, but like uh, in the Yakuza games, if you fight or if, if a fight like goes into a restaurant or like a convenience store, the guy will be like, I'm not serving you. You just destroyed half of my place. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what it needs to be. Yeah, Yakuza did it great. I think you need some sort of fashion guy in the building who can mm. comment on your appearance. You can try like and impress that. him. So you've got to find the clothes that will impress him. It's not just about getting the best clothes. It's about matching. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, because we don't have like the... The, the plus one armor or whatever and so like maybe mm. your wardrobe uh, has implications in that aspect instead yeah mm. and you know trying to woo ladies as well you know yeah. always uh, important or, or men depending on where, which side of the character you're it's on. true I, I do think that it could be a male or female character creation kind of thing yeah. which would honestly that would have like massive implications for how the game plays out because i i know um persona 3 portable uh, not the original Persona 3, but Persona 3 Portable specifically added a female main character. And the main thing about Persona is like all the social links and how you interact with all mm -hmm. the other NPCs. And so they rewrote yeah. everything to cater to the female uh, main character. And like your your love interests obviously changed also. And so I think that would be like a very easy way to add replayability and also a lot more coding. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, yeah, the, code, the code has got it covered. You know, That's they're fine right. down there fine. in sub basement sixteen. You know, they're having a great time. Um, last I checked on them about two years ago, they're fine. Mm. The one thing that I want to ask about finally is the concepts of mini games. Uh, a game like this, mm -hmm. ideally, theoretically, is right could be rife with mini games. It could Definitely. be a dancing mini game, a bowling mini game. Are you looking for lots of stuff like that, or do you want as little as possible sideline activity that people get involved in? No. GTA Four, for example, you just go bowling all the time and stop playing yeah. the game effectively. <laughs> Are you looking for that? Uh, I I would like uh, maybe so the the bowling and stuff like that. Again, I would want it to lean more into again the mundane and so like mm -hmm. if you are the chef prototype character then like there could be like a cooking mini game where 
I mean, not like it doesn't have to be like full on cooking mama, but like, you know, you cut carrots or something like that. And like <laughs> uh, something like uh, very simplistic grape cheese, yeah. grape mm, cheese. Exactly. Grape grape. No, no motion controls, though. I don't want to do some waggle bullshit. I, I'm <laughs> way over that. But uh, anything, any, you know, uh, any, any camera integrations, you know, those have been tried so many times oh and failed God. every Connect. single time. No, I will pass. <laughs> So you're not looking for like Eurojank style where you have to move your hands. You're looking for press F to cut carrots. Right, exactly. Or maybe maybe it could be like <laughs> rhythm or timing based kind of things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like one of those uh, hardcore Japan like rhythm games. Where yes. It's like, Ready, set, go. And they're just like, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're, I'm just cutting a carrot. And I have to play for like A P L E R like 20 times in a row in under two seconds. It's like, all right. I like the idea that if you have to bake the cake to get the gun off the the guy who for some reason gives cakes for guns, you have to make the whole cake. You've got to add all the ingredients as you've got to go to the shop. You're really kind of getting into the fine details of having to do yeah, everything. That sounds aspect. like the next step in the Republicans' uh, legislation, cake for guns. No, but... <laughs> okay, what, what sort of name are you thinking of for this game? Have you thought of names? Uh, the one name came to mind while we were discussing this, but like, the last day on Earth, if that was the world-ending thing that mm. you know, starts the story... I know there's there's something kind of similar where uh, I think uh, the world ends with you was a game, mm-hmm. but uh, the last day on Earth T L D O E. Ah, we can workshop Toddle. it a little bit. Totem, Totem. It's kind of like <laughs> Last of Us, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's veering close to the Last of Us in, in terms of name task. <laughs> The word mundane has been thrown around a lot, mm. so, uh, you know, mundanity kind of feels like, uh, I don't know if it's mundane got the same quest. pull, but it's, it's, it kind of would have, like, that anti-pull, which kind exactly, of Exactly, yeah. That's a real thing. Anti-pull is a real thing, where you just see something and just go, that is, like, why would anybody want that? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I want it. <laughs> like, the <laughs> witness. Got... What the hell's the witness? Yeah. <laughs> you could just call it, like, the guy. The guy. I want to be the guy. Normal person simulator. (laughs) Have you got any thoughts of cover art? What you want shown on this cover art? Just a person sitting at a desk, just sitting around. Uh, That that feels very Stanley Parable. I don't know if you can do that. Um, Cover art. The ones that I like uh, are are usually not very indicative of the kind of game that it is, because I like the very stylized ones. Like, um, I know... Uh, Ollie Moss is a is a graphic designer, and he's done like a lot of good stuff. But he did the Firewatch uh, cover, which uh, mm-hmm. it like it doesn't tell you anything about the game, but it looks really cool. It's the kind of thing that you would have like as a poster on your wall type thing. All right, let's sum up your game then. Uh, it's well, let's let's read it back and see how you think. It's a immersive sim uh, set in a apartment block with up to 50 characters, not more than 50 characters, okay. whose lives will change depending on what you do. If you punch someone in the face, then they'll probably go and put some bruise cream on there. Uh, and that will, therefore, for somehow, we've not quite worked out exactly how the mechanism works, will save the world. Uh, and it's going to be called something like The Last Day on Earth or Some Guy. How do you feel about your game now you've designed it? Do you want us to go straight into production on this? So far, it sounds pretty pretty much what i'm trying to realize i uh i i can't think of anything creative direction wise that i would have any conflicts with i mean obviously mm-hmm. i i would leave some up to you guys being the experts in terms of uh the graphical style um and like uh i i guess i, I would want to hire good voice actors seeing as how this is a very <laughs> dialogue heavy game 
Uh, you want full voice acting in every conversation. Full voice acting. Every language. I want Esperanto <laughs> to be fully dubbed. I have to uh, say, yeah. you, you have very plain dreams, Tsunami, you know? Like, a lot of people, you know, dream game, you know? They're going to be, like, high fantasy, you know, like, hardcore shit, you know? You're just like, I just want to be a guy and part me. I wonder what you dream about at light, night, you know? Most of us are, like, flying octopuses, running through space. You're just, like, Pumping making carrots. a really good pancake, you know? <laughs> or an average pancake, actually. <laughs> Wowie, that was, uh, I guess, a boring game, but I, I think it was a pretty exciting one, uh, in a way. Yeah, boring game, but fun journey. Uh, I don't think anyone would ever play that, but except for some kind of, I don't know, I reckon it would create like a cult, you know, how some of these games do, where something's really good, but also just not really appealing. <laughs> I don't know, but fascinating, fascinating stuff from Tsunami. Yeah, I think it would very much hinge on the writing, but it was a, a really nice journey. Tsunami was actually the first guest we recorded this with. Uh, he's a really uh, good guy, um, and it was lovely to have him on. So thanks, Tsunami, for coming on, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, that's our, our fourth episode of Dream Game Studios. Please do let us know if you've got any feedback or... Uh, information about how you'd like the show to to change or anything like that and please of course do subscribe and review it on whatever podcast platform you use that really does help and i know it's a cliche to say uh next week nomad who do you think we're going to be releasing next week off the top of your head we will have tom brewster coming out next week from sit down and shut up the excellent board game podcast youtube's shenanigans and uh yeah it's gonna be a fantastic episode this guy is uh very very funny very very entertaining one of the uh creators for that series and uh yeah it's gonna be a great episode so make sure you guys get your asses back here for next week for that yeah, and follow us on twitter at daniel often and at nomad casts uh for all information about that yes. thanks so much for listening we'll see you very soon